This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday, the 24th of August. Justin, you'll like this mm-hmm. one. CSIRO, Australia's national science agency, right. has formed a new company to take a methane-destroying seaweed to market. Ooh. In other words, this will reduce the burps and farts of animals in the livestock <laughs> industry. The big question is, Brett, when are they going to make the same version for humans? Oh, bring it on for you. <laughs> Competition for jobs has nearly doubled in Australia, according to new data from mm, LinkedIn. It's great. up from 20 applications per job to nearly 40 applications. Pretty competitive. Fortunately, we have three really wonderful stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, online wine retailer Vino Mofo is preparing for an IPO. Ooh, didn't see this one coming, so what mm. is the story with the old Mofo? Some background. Vino Mofo launched in 2011 from the garage of two brothers-in-law. And Vino Mofo is now one of the biggest players in Australia's $325 million a year online wine market. Now, Revenue is said to be around $80 million every year, mm-hmm. and they have around 70,000 customers. Not bad. So how much could Vino Mofo be worth at its IPO? There's talk around town that the numbers could be around <laughs> a whopping $300 million. Now, it does appear that COVID has been a pretty good thing for mm-hmm. Vino Mofo. If I'm anything to go by, people are drinking a lot <laughs> more than normal. So what is the key learning here? The window of opportunity for going public, aka mm-hmm. an IPO, appears yep. to be well and truly open for online consumer-facing companies. Vino Mofo is just one of many IPO hopefuls in Australia at the moment. There's online tradie marketplace high pages. There's the cashback company, Cash Rewards. And don't forget good old fantastic furniture. Now, the only thing to worry about for Vino Mofo and other online retailers is mm-hmm. will they be able to get the IPO done before investor interest and market conditions change? Ooh. As they always do. Mm-hmm. For our second story, Qantas has announced a loss of $2 billion and the company is now asking for looser lockdowns around Australia. Mm. Juicy, juicy stuff, I have to say. (laughs) So what is the story here? Well, firstly, we know that the federal government has extended plenty of financial relief to the travel and aviation Mm. sectors during the pandemic. And Qantas reckons it is unlikely it will resume international flights before July of next year. They also reported a loss of 91% drop in profit compared to last year and that's gotta hurt. And what were the best and worst performers in the last year? Qantas Loyalty, aka their frequent flyer, was the mm. best with earnings of 341 nice. mil. And I know that Jetstar lost 26 mil. Oh boy. So what's the key learning here? When you're a critical public service, like a country's national airline, <laughs> you kind of have license to push for more and more government support. From a financial perspective, Qantas has already received more than half a billion dollars of taxpayer-funded support. Including over 250 mil from the JobKeeper subsidy. But given the International Air Transport Association reckons that international travel will take up to four years to recover. Mm. Qantas is now pushing for different support. They're lobbying state and federal governments to open borders so that Mm. intrastate flights can ramp up. And given the importance of Qantas to the national aviation industry, it's likely that they'll have some sort of pull. (laughs) For our third and final story, share markets around the world continue to climb and climb in the middle Mm. of a pandemic slash economic crisis. So, Brett, the big question is, why? Honestly, it's a very good question and I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Let me back up the truck for a second. In February this year, many share markets around the world were reaching all-time highs. And then by late March, share markets pretty much hit rock bottom. But since then, the share markets have been living their absolute best lives. The ASX is up 34% since late March. But it kind of feels 
feels like the share market is partying in Mykonos with <laughs> bottles of Moe, while the rest of the economy is camping in their backyard with magic mm, noodles. I feel ya. The Australian government and governments around the world have been spending trillions of dollars mm, on stimulus to help their economies out. But investors in the share market just can't help but look to the future and feel optimistic. So what's the key learning here? The Australian share market frequently follows the overnight trading from the US market. So if the US share market went higher overnight, then generally mm-hmm. our share market goes higher too. But here's where it gets interesting. The US share market is dominated by the valuation of America's five largest companies. That's Apple, Amazon Alphabet, which is Google, Microsoft, mm-hmm. and Facebook. And those five companies' shares went up over 35% in the first seven months of 2020. While the rest of the US share market actually went down by 6%. And it's crazy to think, but the five biggest US companies are kind of carrying global share markets, including mm-hmm. Australia. Fox family, if you're enjoying the pod, make sure you follow and subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, give us a five-star review too. We would love a five-star review. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.